Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. So far, everything looks pretty much the same. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Our instructions are to watch, not to change anything. Just watch. Confused? Let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible, and the Bible is all about Yeshua the Messiah. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com, find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com, follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our friends in South Dakota and Spain. Listen out for Red Pill Tour on a radio station near you. Red Pill Tour is an outreach of B'nai Ephraim Messianic Ministries and Assembly. Find us at BEMMA.org. At the time of this recording, the fall holy times are almost here. Those times are known as Yom Teruah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. Many people refer to these times as Jewish holidays. We understand why. The Jewish people have been observing these times for many centuries, while the rest of the world seems to be unaware and unconcerned about these times. Yeah, that is true, even when it comes to what we know as the Christian church. Both the church and the Jewish people read the same Tanakh, or Old Testament. Now, in my experience, the church at large believes that the, quote, Old Testament describes a temporary covenant that was replaced by the, quote, New Testament and or covenant. Now, if you're wondering what the difference is between a testament and a covenant, check out our episode 189 called Testament or Covenant. There are profound differences between them. You're right about that, Daddy. When we use those words interchangeably, and use the new definitions as foundations in our faith, we end up with a new faith, different from the one that was once delivered to the saints. Let's look at something that Yeshua said in Luke chapter 13. I'll start reading at verse 23. It says, Someone asked Yeshua, Are only a few people being saved? Yeshua answered, Struggle to get in through the narrow door, because I'm telling you, Many will be demanding to get in and won't be able to once the owner of the house has gotten up and shut the door. You will stand outside, knocking at the door and saying, Lord, open up for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, we ate and drank with you. You taught in our streets. And he will tell you, I don't know where you're from. Get away from me, all you workers of wickedness. You will cry and grind your teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets inside the kingdom of Elohim, but yourselves thrown outside. Moreover, people will come from the east, the west, the north, and the south to sit at tables in the kingdom of Elohim. And notice that some who are last will be first, and some who are first will be last. More on that in a future podcast, as Elohim allows. The first being last and the last being first is an important topic. I hope we do talk about that one. Now, Yeshua was answering a question about only a few people being saved, right? Mm-hmm. His response was for them to struggle, to exert great effort, 
to enter through the narrow door. Yeshua explained that many will not go through the narrow door, so they will be locked out. These are people who thought they should be allowed in because of their proximity to Yeshua. Hey, I hear you, Mama, saying things like, Hey, we had lunch together, or I heard you teaching in the streets. I was there listening. None of that will be enough to get in. If people who shared meals with Yeshua and heard him teach will be locked out of the kingdom, how much more should we, who have not seen him, struggle to enter at the narrow door? Mm -hmm. These people who were hearing the son of Elohim were also born into the covenant and raised in a culture that supposedly lived the law of Moshe as a lifestyle. Even that was not enough to get them in. True, Daddy. And check this out. Yeshua said that some of these covenant people would see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets inside the kingdom of Elohim, while they themselves would be locked out. Yikes. How could Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets get into the kingdom without the doctrines of the church as we know it? Remember, the question Yeshua was answering had to do with only a few people being saved. The fathers and the prophets were before Yeshua's ministry on earth, yet Yeshua himself spoke of them as being in the kingdom. Since they will be there, would it be a good idea to understand what they believed and how they lived and to follow their examples? I hope our listeners will ponder that one since the fathers and the prophets were alive before the New Testament was written. Tim, um, I hope we can discuss that one in a later podcast as well. Amen, Mama. Yeah, that'll be a really good one, too. Now, one thing that we know that they had in common is that they all lived according to the Torah, God's instructions. Mm -hmm. In the 66 books of the Bible, we see that the Torah was given by Elohim to Israel. Now, we don't get the reasons why the fathers did things that were later written in the Torah, like offering clean animals to the Most High, or avoiding idolatry and related practices. In other Hebrew scriptures, we read about the fathers being taught the same Torah that was given on Mount Sinai. We even read about the holy times of Jehovah in these scriptures. They were holy even before Elohim commanded Israel concerning his feasts. Just as the Sabbath predated Israel, the other holy times predated Israel. When Jude chapter 1 verse 3 talks about the faith once delivered to the saints, he was including the fathers in that faith. It didn't just come around with the New Testament. Rather, the New Testament is a continuation of that faith, lived after the covenant people were dispersed throughout the earth. The temple in Jerusalem was no longer a focus because the temple was now in the physical bodies of believers. Even with that revelation, Ezekiel's prophecy of a future temple with Levite priests ministering offerings to Elohim doesn't conflict with the New Testament. The Bible works together, teaching us the one faith that was delivered to the saints. The holy times of Jehovah are part of that faith. Mama, as we're preparing for the holy times, I thought about the story of the boy who cried wolf. Do you remember that one? As I recall, a shepherd boy kept sheep outside of a small town. Mm -hmm. For fun, he decided to shout, wolf, wolf, so the people in the village would run and help him. They did, but there was no wolf. The shepherd boy was amused, and the villagers were annoyed. This happened again a few times. Finally, a wolf really did come, but the villagers ignored the cries for help. The wolf had a great meal 
and everyone was worse off after the ordeal. That is, everyone except the wolf. You know, I wonder if we look like the boy who cried wolf around the holy times. We know that Messiah Yeshua did something awesome on each of the first four holy times. Now, because we know that our Elohim uses patterns to teach us, we have great confidence that Yeshua will complete the pattern. Mm -hmm. He will do something awesome during the fall holy times. Now, when the scriptures instruct us to watch for his coming, we can see the connection to his holy times. At each time, we are commanded to gather and to do something specific. So far, the holy times have come and gone without a difference that many believers can discern. That may cause them to doubt and criticize. They may think we're just crying wolf. Second Peter chapter 3, starting at verse 1 says, Dear friends, I am writing you now this second letter, and in both letters I am trying to arouse you to wholesome thinking by means of reminders, so that you will keep in mind the prediction of the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord through the apostles. First, understand this. During the last days, scoffers will come, following their own desires and asking, Where is this promised coming of his? Our fathers have died, and everything goes on just as it has since the beginning of creation. But, wanting so much to be right about this, they overlook the fact that it was by Elohim's word that long ago there were heavens, and there was land which arose out of water and existed between the waters, and that by means of these things the world of that time was flooded with water and destroyed. It is by that same word that the present heavens and earth, having been preserved, are being kept for fire until the day of judgment, when ungodly people will be destroyed. Moreover, dear friends, do not ignore this. With Jehovah, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. Yah is not slow in keeping his promise, as some people think of slowness. On the contrary, he is patient with us, for it is not his will that anyone should be destroyed, but that everyone should turn from his sin. Mm -hmm. However, the day of the Lord will come like a thief. On that day, the heavens will disappear with a roar, the elements will melt and disintegrate, and the earth and everything in it will be burnt up. Since everything is going to be destroyed like this, what kind of people should you be? Mama, let's ask that question another way. What would you do? if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and ignore the holy times since nothing has happened yet? Or will you take the red pill and be doing what Yah said we should do at the time he specified to do it? Only you can answer that question. Be less concerned about crying wolf and be more concerned with doing the expressed will of Elohim. The fathers and the prophets observed the holy times as much as they were able. They will be in the kingdom according to Yeshua the king. For those who obey Elohim, a time will come when we'll have to obey the call of Elohim. The time for calling others to come will be over. We must prepare to follow him, even if it means that others decide to do something else. And while we have time, we urge everyone to embrace this opportunity to obey Yehovah and to celebrate with him and his people. Amen. We will be celebrating Yom Teruah this year with B'nai Ephraim, Messianic Ministries and Assembly. If you would like to join us, 
Go to BEMMA.org, go to the calendar, find September 14th, and click on it. You'll find the link to log in. Well, I think that's all we have time for today. Share this message with your friends and family. And thanks for listening to Red Pill Tour, where you You can can handle handle the the truth. truth.